Hello boys, hello girls, my dear change makers, this is Fernando and welcome again to a new episode of the For Change Makers show where it is our job each episode of this first season to deconstruct disrupted businesses and tease out their business model tease out their marketing strategies, their selling strategies, their culture, their mission, how they do things, how they think, what's the impact business model that they are using, or whatever it might be that actually you can try, you can emulate in your own business. Now, in today's episode, it's actually a really interesting one because Sina sat down with Frank Boomer and they talk about purpose. Frank is actually a purpose enable and he's also an international speaker who support companies to live on purpose. After working for 25 years in the medical sector, Frank decided to put, to put his experience and expertise on the business world to actually help others to integrate purpose within their companies. This topic actually, it's it's really interesting because it can have a different meaning for each each one of us and it's not something that we can easily actually measure and Frank is discussing here with Sina what purpose actually means for him and most importantly what's the role that purpose has within an organization with actually some practical tips to help you and your business get everyone involved with your own purpose. Today's economy has actually too much businesses only trying to make a profit and that led us to have a surprisingly majority of the workforce disengage. We need to look at business from a holistic perspective where yes, profit is important, but how you make that profit and what you do with that, it really, really matters. In this episode, you will find Sina and Frank's thoughts on this topic and much, much more. Please enjoy. Hey Frank, welcome to the Four Change Makers podcast. I'm super glad that you're taking time today to talk with me about the topic of purpose in organizations. Yeah, thank you for the invite, Sina. I'm also quite excited to have the opportunity at, at uh, the Four Change Makers podcast to participate here. Awesome. Thanks for your invite. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, and for everyone listening, Frank and I, we connected via LinkedIn a while ago because he's the host of the LinkedIn group Leading, Leading on Purpose, where I'm also a member. And he recently organized some online events where he brought together a couple of social entrepreneurs and where we discussed the topic of purpose leadership after the corona crisis. So, Frank, maybe you can also introduce yourself a little bit more in detail so that everyone knows what you're actually doing and what is your background? Mm -hmm. um, well, my background is that I that I've worked for more than 25 years in the medical technology industry in orthopedics, um, orthopedic rehabilitation. Um, I, I worked in different roles in, in marketing, sales, but also as a managing director. And uh, about a year ago, I have decided to become uh, self-employed, to become independent and to follow my passion. My, pa my passion is uh, the topic of purpose, um, mainly bringing our personal purpose uh, together with the organizational purpose as I think uh, going as far back as to Aristotle's who said, um, if we can use our talents and then, and then, and then use that to um, kind of give that to what the world needs in that, in that intersection, that, that, that's where we really flourish, that, that's where we, get um, get our, our best kicks, our, our energy, and uh, really bringing this together. And if we, if we look at the, at the latest studies, uh, which show that only 20% of the German workforce is motivated in what they're doing, or, or just 15% uh, emotionally, feel, feel emotionally connected to their employer, I think there's a lot of room to improve. And, and, uh, and I'm just so convinced that we spend so much time with our work. We, um, yeah, because of all the time we spend, we should do something that we really love and we should contribute something um, not to not only to our employer, but also to the society, give something back. And that, and that in turn 
also gives gives something positive back to us as a as a person as a human being yeah definitely so the the number you just mentioned that just 20 percent of the, the human uh beings or the workforce are actually motivated within their job that is like a really shocking number but i can imagine that <laughs> it is like this because when i look back into my past um the reason why i canceled or why i uh, stopped working as an employee and quit with my former employer it was also because i wasn't really motivated anymore and because my values were not matching with the values uh, that the company had i mean i'm not mm -hmm. even sure if they really had values so <laughs> to say um so and i think a lot of people feel like this uh, today's world also when i look um into like my friend circles and uh, my close friends or also um, yeah. relatives a lot of people face this situation that they yeah not really motivated and they are not really happy um with their jobs and it's also because um a lot of organizations i think they they lack in letting people be themselves i think um yeah i think it might have to do with uh, trust if there is, is is there enough trust for the for the people that what i find when i work with organizations in germany um, still in many organizations, is, is a mixture of um, the peitsche, the whip, um, and and the and the and the, and the sweets um, and the sweets, you know. Mm -hmm. So there there is always a part of controlling what people do and a part of trust. But um, I think nowadays, what we what we face right now in the COVID nineteen crisis, you need to have trust um, when 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 you, when your people are in the home office. Uh, that that's the basis for that for that kind of work, for example, and uh, and also I think if you if you want to have a purposeful organization, you need to have a different management style. I think the controlling part of the management style you can forget. You gotta you gotta lead through goals that you that you commonly agree on, and uh, and and give the people their freedom to to work their way, and to trust it. And there's always we we have the saying in Germany, there's many ways to roam. And uh, you just have to feel, you have to be com comfortable with that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I also think that the the COVID nineteen crisis is probably forcing a lot of companies um, to do a step into that direction because everyone is in home office now. Uh, everyone mm -hmm. has to work remotely or digitally, and I think um, it's like a great chance for those organizations or uh, companies to understand that this is actually. Um, a way that is possible and that it can be successful to do it that way and because they are forced to um, give a little bit away of the control they normally have and to go more into this trust you mentioned i think it can be a, a big chance what do you think about that oh yeah i think you're absolutely right that is one of the uh, one of one of the advantages now from that crisis it's it's uh, in terms of it gives digitalization a different meaning i think it has uh, um kind of uh, woken up the uh don Röschenschlaf of the um and i don't know the english word here but <laughs> um of the digitalization i think many companies talked about it for many years so now it's happening and um it is also um, i'm 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 i have one um i'm working as a consultant right now for one company that asked me to support it's a startup company um to work with their sales team it's only a uh, um, team with three people and and they they told they told me they can't get into the hospital. It's in the medical it's in the medical realm where I'm working there. And I said, oh, you know, have you ever thought about uh, having a Zoom conference with the doctors? Um, no, you yeah, think differently. You know, it's it's so much easier to interact in a very safe way as well. So so we 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 started we started to do that, and uh, remarkably, it's much easier to get in contact right now because elective surgery. Plant surgery is not right now is stopped in Corona times, and they have time, and and you can interact in a different way. So I think in many ways, whether it's in sales, or or whether it's in other in other areas of business, it, um, it I think it's we we we've really learned, or we we, we get into we we get, we get to use this this new idea of video conferencing, whether it's Microsoft Teams, whether it's Zoom or Skype, whatever, um, that's going to be part of our business now, um, in the future. And also home office work. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I also see this happening a lot right now that businesses and entrepreneurs yeah, are kind of 
yeah, they have to be creative. Um, and I was, I was just talking the other day uh, with a friend of mine who's a doctor and she uh, is now starting to um, see her uh, patients online because they cannot come mm -hmm. to, to her in person. So, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of opportunities uh, within this situation. And um, you, you were mentioning in the beginning that you developed a purpose as a passion within the last couple of years and that uh, since one year you're self-employed. Can you maybe give some more background information um, on this process? So what made you move into that direction of purpose and why is purpose so important for you and why did you decide to become self-employed? Yeah, it's a good question and uh, hopefully also a good example. Um, it was basically a, a process, Azina, um, and that process started a couple of years ago already. Um, I was uh, with one company in the, in the medical field for almost 20 years and um, it felt to me just uh, almost like a family. Um, I started when it was a family-owned business with 16 people. When I left the company in 2014, it was 240 people. Wow. Uh, so for 20, 20 years was a very long time, as you can imagine. I've been junior product manager, product manager, marketing director, sales director, managing director. Um, I've, I've seen basically all different roles in that company. And, um, and the, uh, they had a change in ownership a couple of times. And um, what I, with the last change in ownership, um, what, what happened was that the owners was a private equity company. Um, an American private equity company just just uh, looking for um, profit increases. Um, they didn't look so much for for the interest of the patient and for what the company could could do to, to help the patient, the society, but 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 only daily sales, monthly sales, weekly profits. Um, it was just like taking away the soul of the company, and um, and it was one of the toughest decisions that I made, but I decided it's no longer my company I want to work for, not in that way, because they weren't willing, the CEO wasn't willing to, um, to, to also look at other goals. So I left the company and I went to a, a German family owned company um, that is, for, for example, a company that is a leading, a leading sponsor of the Paralympics and um, really doing a lot for society, doing a lot for patients that have uh, Uh, movement limitations um, after stroke or after polio, um, helping handicapped people and stuff. So um, I, I, I was still in the medical field, but landed also a job with a company that was much more in, in, in involved around a purposeful business. And um, But that company was based in northern Germany, and I'm based in southern Germany. I'm based near Freiburg with my family. So I had a lot of traveling and it was clear to me that I could only do that if my family supports me on one hand and on the other hand, and I think that's an important point, that also, you know, that job needs to give as much back to me to make to make that, uh, that kind of like stressful relation of um, traveling five to six hours one way to the job on Monday early morning, coming back on Thursday night or Friday, um, make, that, make that really feasible. And... Uh, And again, there were also changes, change in ownership, um, and lots of lots of changes, and 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 also the profit, uh, the profit orientation came in, in a, from a different angle. Um, don't get me wrong, profit is important for every business in order to to let it grow, but but I, I believe I strongly believe it should be more than just profit goals. There needs to be also other goals in terms of social responsibilities and in, in, in social of impact, in, in in terms of impact businesses. So that's when I started to think about, is that really, is that really what I wanted? Is that really something that I want to do for the next 10 years? And, and then, uh, you know, as, how it is for us human beings, when you start this thinking, all of a sudden, you realize things that you haven't realized before. So I was, in a, I was doing a key, holding a keynote speech in a, in a medical technology commercial event. And right after me, there was a, a managing director from Spain who had, found, who had uh, started with this company a foundation which is called Hospital Optimista. And Hospital Optimista um, went into, inside the hospitals and helped, for example, in children's departments, children's clinics for children that had cancer 
to lighten up their day. Like they brought clowns to the hospitals, they brought colors into the rooms, they painted the rooms colorful, and uh, they did a fantastic job. They actually, uh, a year ago, I think uh, this, this guy held a TED, a TED uh, speech uh, about his Hospital Optimista Foundation, and they also got a prize. They won a prize uh, from the Spanish king for what, for what they did. So I was so impressed that I talked to the guy and said, um, Florent was his name, Florent, you gotta re really got to tell me more about it. And, and then he invited me to a, um, to a conference, which was uh, management with the human face. And it was all about mission management and stuff. So um, making a long story short, it really started slow. And then more and more, the whole idea picked up until a moment which was a little bit more than a year ago where, where, um, where I sat down and, 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 and talked to my family and said, you know, I think I need, I need to change something and, and, and why not, you know, why not do something that, I, that I'm really passionate about and, and why not being with my family again? I think that also helped me to, to take that decision. And, um, and with the benefit of hindsight, I must say I'm so happy to, to, to have made the decision to, be, to become independent and also to work in the space of, of, of purpose and impact businesses, helping, helping other businesses to find their purpose and to implement it in their company. That is, that is really something that, that gives a lot back. And there's so much room, so much work. Um, what, what is your experience there with for change makers? I think you, you're, you're, you're working in the same, um, in the same field. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's definitely the same. Um, I mean, when you were just explaining your journey and your, um, yeah, the process you went through until you decided to go in like full time and start your own business and just focus on, on this purpose uh, topic and impact businesses. Um, it's super similar to what I went through as well. And uh, there were those different stages or like small wake up calls that I had that um, really made me question um the the company i was working for back then and what i really want and um so mm -hmm. i also decided then to to yeah just start my own business and it's like super it's it's it's, it's super different than um being employed at least to me because now i can choose by myself uh, with whom i work and what kind of impact uh, i can create with, with my business and i think it's also like as soon as you create this awareness, um, there's no no way back anymore. I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. May, may I just ask you, Zina, what what was your wake up call? Because it would really interest me. Um, there's not. I mean, it was kind of a process with like a lot of smaller ones, but the biggest one I would say was like the company I was working for back then. Um, they, I was working in the sales department and they had a big mm -hmm. HR department as well. And they did like super good, amazing um, um, projects in the CSR department, which was great. But at the same time in, in the department that I was working uh, for, no one really cared about what they did and the values were, were not aligned. So we were um, also talking uh, with businesses um, that were not sustainable at all, like Nestle or some other um, big ones. And um, so it felt like, yeah, not true to me. And so mm -hmm. I, yeah, my values were not matched there. So um, I think that was probably the biggest one uh, when I decided that I want to do something different, start my own business to make sure that all the values are always aligned. And uh, yeah, I think that great. was great. Great. Yeah. So. Um, thank you very much for, for sharing this whole journey and I would like to know a little bit more about how you now bring the topic of purpose into organizations. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. When I, when I started um, a little bit more than a year ago, my plan was that I'm, I'm uh, holding uh, keynote speeches on purpose um, because I'm, um, yeah, I like to be on stage. I like to I like to 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 reach a lot of people, and, and I love those. I love the idea of an impulse speech, um, and then because you can reach a lot of people at the same time. Um, by the same token, I I, um, I also focused as a as a like the second different color column where I make money um, in in um, 
consulting in the, in the medical technology business because I'm more than 25 years in that business. Um, naturally, um, I've, I've learned from that situation. Um, what I've learned is that um, those, those speeches are great. Um, they, I think they're also very important. But um, for myself, I learned that, you know, after the, after the keynote speeches, almost every time, um, the people who invited me said, Frank, great presentation, um, very inspiring, but what are we going to do next? So what are we going to do now with our people, with the management? Uh, what are the next steps to really implement purpose? And um, of, of course, I gave a couple of recommendations, but uh, it was not clear whether there's a process going to be started or, um, or you know, it, it, it's also when I'm talking to managers um, and, and leaders of companies, it's, it's like uh, you, you run into open doors. You know, they, 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 they really welcome that topic a lot. And I'm sure even more now after COVID-19, because many have understood that purpose is important, but they all have their, um, all have their issues on what to do. What does it really mean? Um, because when, when you also, when you talk about purpose, which is an English word, my experience is that um, most people in Germany, they have no understanding of what it really means. Everybody's got a different understanding of purpose. Um, Sinn und Zweck is a very, I, I, I think it's, it's not good enough to explain mm -hmm. it. Um, so make, making a long story short, I'm um, actually right now in a repositioning because of the learnings I have. So my repositioning goes um, in my positioning as a purpose enabler, uh, which includes, um, and that, that's, that's what, what, what my offering is, is really um, an impulse speech, but also, um, being able to hold a, a workshop either online or in person uh, in the company. It's a one and a half day workshop with the management on what does it mean? Where, where does the company stand? How would they know what, what they've reached? Um, and, and, and how could the purpose be implemented? What are the KPIs? What, um, in which way could the company profit and the people profit from it? Um, and then also, so that's more like a coaching. And then the third, the third part of it would be um, of that purpose enabling process um, would be like micro sessions on Zoom every other week with with uh, people from uh, you know Abteilungsleiter like department heads, um, other other managers from the company to discuss about their progress in integrating the purpose into their strategy, into their Unternehmenslight build. Um, into the, the vision for the company and, and how that works out. So that's, that's actually um, my journey in terms of developing purpose and, and the offering that I have forward. Okay. So one of your learnings uh, during the last couple of months or, or years um, is that it's not enough to, um, to share the topic of purpose with organizations, but they really need a strategy on how to implement it and they need support on how to implement it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And also, I learned is it's uh, it, it might sound old-fashioned, Zina, but but it is true. It is so important that the management, uh, the top management, stands behind it. So if I make a contract for that, I've only done two customers up until now in that concept where I held a speech, uh, where where I did um, present presents workshop for one one and a half days. And then did those micro sessions on Zoom. Um, I, I really want to have the the contractual signature from the top management um, that they really stand behind it. It doesn't make any sense other than that. Okay, so you normally then talk or speak with the with the top management um, in order to um, get a decision from them to implement the topic. Exactly. Okay. Um, you were just, uh, you were mentioning that for a lot of people, especially in Germany, the, the term of purpose is not really clear. So they don't have like a common understanding of this topic. So I would like to ask you, what is purpose for you? Good question. Um, maybe answering it in, in, in kind of like, um, differentiating it from, from other words that are often used at the same time. Um, 
if if you look at mission for example it's the what of a company and it's what it's more like inside focused in the company and if you compare it to the vision which is more the targets where companies need to get to or want to get to and both mission and vision can change and i would say the purpose is the northern star of an organization there's always been it's the same kind same thing for us as human beings there's always a starting point where founder um, founds a company like like you founded um, for change makers um, you you had your vision you had your purpose behind or still have a purpose behind that company and that's like the the seat where the company started so purpose is really the foundation is the reason to be our why our purpose our personal why but also the why um, why the company exists the reason for being so it's something really deeply rooted inside us as human beings for our personal purpose, but also deeply rooted inside a company and, and it needs to be explored. Um, if, 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 it, if the foundation of the company lies back many years, what, what was actually the idea of the founders and um, what, what is what the company, you know, is, is what, what, is, what is the right to exist? And the right to exist is not just for making money. It's, Certainly what the company gives back to their employees, to their community, um, that is what purpose means to me. Yeah. Thank you very much. So and based on your experience um, of working with um, different companies so far, what are the key steps to implement purpose within an organization? Again, I think one of the first steps is to get a common understanding because when I, when I talk to managers, um, the top managers, what, what, what I get back is, uh, I usually ask them, Stan, what, what, what do you understand on, um, from purpose? And I get things like, it's a Haltung, it's a Nachhaltigkeit, sustainability. They, 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 they connect certain words to it, but I'm trying to, in the, in the discussion, I'm trying to, to, to create the full picture. And uh, what really helps um, off late is, is, is the decision of the business roundtable being taken in the U.S. Um, to, to move away from just the profit goals for, for the shareholders to get a more broader vision into a stakeholder understanding. So that's helped. That is one of the first steps. And then also uh, one of the important steps to get the support of the management, and that is not always easy, is to let them understand that really it's a process. Um, I'm always telling them purpose is not an event. Purpose is a process that might take years, but it's good to start now and it's, it's, it's fairly easy to start it, but you need the commitment. You need to have a deep commitment that this is really what you believe in. Um, that, that's where it starts. And, um, and from, from, from there, when, there, when there's a commitment, I think it's all, and my experience shows that the next, uh, the next step is really to think about who could be the drivers of purpose in the company. You need, you need to have a, a team of people that that um, you know create the narrative for purpose in the company, the mental understanding of it. Um, so you need to find people uh, who'd call them maybe warriors inside the company for that topic. People who fully embrace the idea of purpose. And then and and the best the best experiences that I made was really when they came from different departments. Standard is it's um, of course the the HR department. Another um, standard is corporate social responsibility department or, or brand management. Uh, but the best is really to have a mix of people uh, supporting it. And then, and then those people, let them form groups, subgroups, where they, where they regularly meet, invite other colleagues to basically excavate the purpose of, of the company. What, what do you think? You know, what, what do you think? What had the founders in mind for the company? What does it mean for today? Uh, what are we giving back to the community? Uh, what is what is it? What is the purpose that you take personally take out of the company? So you get a lot of different narratives and and trying to bring those narratives together. It's very very interesting, and it's also very energizing and illuminating for the company. And you were you you said that it's super important to have the top management on board right from the beginning. So yes. um, how about like the rest of the let's say classical employees and also the middle management um 
are they as important as the top management or when would you get them on board as well? And is it important to get feedback from them as well in order to build like a, like a good purpose strategy within the organization? Mm -hmm. Of course, the middle management and, and, and all the people in the, in the company are important. When I said the, when I stressed the importance of the top management, it, they, they, they can kill it. Um, for example, if I go to my last, um, the last customer that I worked with in my last impulse speech on, uh, I think it was March 12, um, the, the, the one, uh, the one person who gave me the, um, you know, where, um, where I got my, 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 my contract was a de department head of one, of a, or a division head, I would say, of a bigger organization of about two and a half, two and a half thousand people. And, uh, we really talked about it a couple of times and she managed to bring her top manager into that, um, purpose speech, which was really helpful because he also had a different understanding of purpose. And, and um, I think to me, that was also an ideal example that you need to have those people on board because in, in another company, I can't give you the name, but um, you know, the, the, uh, the top manager was very skeptical and he needed purpose back. Like, you know, well, if you really need to implement it, it's, you should ask yourself, he said to another manager in the team, you need to ask yourself whether you manage your people right. Um, he, he thought it's more like if you, if you have a, if you have a weak management, um, of, 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 the, of your, of your resources that you, that you need purpose as something like, something like the cream on top. But, but as you know, Zina, purpose is not the cream on top. It needs to seep into the brickwork of the company, basically, um, everywhere. And, and that's why I think in the beginning, in the beginning, the top management is important. When it started, they're not as then they're not so important anymore. It's really then the, then the importance comes more to the middle managers, and then and then it really uh, drizzles down into the whole organization. And it, it really needs everyone. It needs people in customer service as well as it needs people from logistics, it needs people in sales and marketing. That that's where people start sharing stories, and when when they talk about you know creating the narrative that 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 comes behind the circle the, the purpose the, the purpose yeah um i saw a couple of videos uh, of you online um some uh, of your your talks or your speeches and i saw that you were talking one of them about um the purpose impulse model mm -hmm. maybe you can share a bit more about that in my in my uh, keynote purpose impulse model is basically addressing the needs of the different stakeholders. Um, the, um, it consists of, uh, of three areas. Uh, area number one is a term that I created, which is called purpose thinking. And I'm, I'm sure you know design thinking as an idea, which is a very innovative process uh, involving different stakeholders to get to new and innovative solutions. And uh, to me, the purpose, implementing purpose in an organization is also an innovative process. You got to think about different ways and also, and also involve different stakeholders to create that whole picture. So basically the first step in the purpose and pulse model is to understand how purpose is created and what it means. Um, the second step is really involving uh, the, uh, the different stakeholders and the different angles of thinking, meaning shareholders and owners of company, um, meaning the employees and the employees divided in, in employees that um, so are already working with the company and then they want to be, you know, they won't have any reason to be proud of the company. And that is so much easier with purpose. And then also with talents. Every company wants to, there's a war for talent right now. Um, every, every company wants, if they want to grow, they need talent. They want to attract new people and it's also, it's so much easier to attract new talent if you're a purposeful company and if you create impact. Um, and, then, and then we also look to the outside community, what their expectation is. And then part number three is purpose profit. Um, really very openly talking about, okay, why, why, is, why is profit necessary? And it's not in conflict with, with purpose. That um, in contrast, if you really lift purpose, um, you, you can also do that very profitable in a way that, that people will be not only more engaged, but people within your company 
will also take more ownership because you will have a different management style. Um, you will you will uh, lead people in a different way, and they will also bring in more of their passion and 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 and, and power, and that will then in turn create in in medium and long term much better results. Do you have some examples of um, purposeful enterprises that either you work with or that are within your network that do a good mm -hmm. job in this area? Mm -hmm. Well, the, uh, the the bigger companies, we, we all know the classical companies like like uh, Patagonia um, and stuff. I think they're, they're, they're known to, to, to almost everybody. They, they've, they've basically founded uh, uh, purpose. Other companies um, I worked with and, and, they, and they're still working as, um, on these issues are um, smaller medtech companies that I know that, that are working in the orthopedic field um, that have integrated purpose in a way that they um, that they from the KPI side not only looking at, uh, at return on profit um, but also looking at, at things like um, how sustainable their business is, um, how many people they can help with, 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 with what they offer. So they've, they've looked into different um, other measures to, to, um, to look what, what's, um, what's substantially helping them and creating a bigger impact for the society. Um, I've also worked with um, Organizations of late that are um, public administration, um, public administration, um, where they had different stakeholders um, from also from other public administrations. You know, a, a finance part, an architectural part, a um, infrastructure part, and so on. And they needed to work together, and they all kind of like had difficulties to to um, develop a the same basis of cooperation. And um, during, during that process where I worked with them, they were able to understand what a common purpose for them could actually mean and that they could have more satisfaction in a way of working together. So they really, in the process, they developed a better understanding. And, um, and basically, they also developed a, a common purpose of, of uh, cooperating together and, and to understand that there's, um, if, they, if they think more, more synergistic, um, they could have much more impact together. And um, if we look at those businesses, um, how did it change the organization to integrate purpose within their company? I think one of the major changes was the way of communicating together. Um, a different way, a much more open way of communication, asking more questions. Um, also getting to more uh, to, to much different way of, of motivation that um, my experience was that the people involved in the process um, they, they valued that they, they understood the uh, the wertschätzung, the, the value that that that, uh, that they were given by the management um, and they very you know they, they, they valued that they could be part of determining the future of the company and the future way of how the company positions itself and how it behaves. Um, so I think one thing, as I said, communication change and more intense communication and, and the communication more on an eye to eye level. Uh, secondly, I, I could see a much more intrinsic uh, motivation of the people, uh, much more ownership uh, taking place and um, and also you could you could really feel that um, you know before it was much more thinking on the daily business and how could we handle the business and all the uh, sometimes the conflicts that were there in the daily business and the frictions in working together and 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 now like the the whole mental set kind of like uh, flip open like oh, we have the common goal you know we want to we want to create something positive with what we do. And, and that that unites people, and um, it, it gives the the conflicts which which might still arise, but but it's you know that that's the feedback that I got from from uh, from department heads or divisional heads 
um, but the, the way of cooperating was much much lighter, much uh, much more cooperative than before, much less confrontative. And I think that is that is a great achievement because that will also lead to different results. And did you also see some changes like externally? Just to give you an example, like um, a while ago, I was talking with the CEO of um, of a business from Denmark. It's a sushi restaurant chain, and they decided mm -hmm. a while ago to completely change their business model and to become sustainable in all different areas. It was a was a um, long long um, process but it changed uh, the whole identity of, of the company and also it changed um, their target market they um, had different kind of, of customers um, going to their restaurants and they attracted different kinds of talents and yeah people were perceiving them completely differently so did you see any changes like that as well mm -hmm. i thought it was one one customer from the medical field they are working in orthopedic rehabilitation and um, again they were very, before we started the process they were very much like like they had the only profit orientation thing you know in terms of um, how should new products look like in way of how could we get them best reimbursed you know highest price for them how could we you know um, how could we could, could we launch them with the highest price in the market and in that purpose process, we said, okay, profitability, fine, but but how could we use the impact of the product to the customer? And um, and in, in in that sense, they they had a different approach launching an, a new product that has just been launched um, in the in the orthopedic field, uh, in the rehab field, where they asked users, um, basically patients, um, that the product is good for. Um, how could that product help them to to uh, have a better quality of life in their in their in their daily routines and that was something that that came back uh, that that came um, um that, that gave them a very very positive feedback from their from their pilot customers in the field uh, where they said okay you're looking at our clients you're talking to our clients in, in cooperation with us and uh, and and they're so happy that you're really interested in what what could create a better um, a better quality of life for them in, in their daily living. So they had a, um, I, w I would say, they had a much, much better buy-in from their, from their customers, from their local distributors of their medical goods, um, because they really reached out to the end customer and tried to understand their journey and, and their benefits much better than they did before. Yeah, thank you for sharing this example. I think. Uh, Explains really well on how like purpose works within the organization and what kind of um, yeah how it changes an organization also like externally and I would also talk Thank a little you. bit about how to measure purpose then as an organization is it a topic that you also address with your customers and with the businesses you work with yes we have that topic um, we always have that topic it's, it's not so easy there is no um, I mean, there, in, in, if you look at the literature, there there is uh, claims for return on purpose (ROP), just like return on investment. Um, there 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 is no official KPI that that you could really use. And and in in my in my knowledge or in my experience, um, there's different things that you can that you can look at. Um, you can look at initiatives to to reduce the carbon footprint, which which is interesting for some companies. Um, you could uh, meaning that you could really look at different factors. You could uh, you you could also look at the turnover that you have in the company and the turnover of the employees. Um, you could you could also um, that there's there's company that that actually did a a questionnaire with their with their people when they started the the purpose journey and, and uh, after half a year of a purpose journey and find out what happens um, with the, uh, you know, what happens with the commitment of the people, how do they feel, um, do they feel much more at home in the company, are they, have they become much more uh, emotionally attached to the company, all that kind of stuff. So, so there's different ways, um, but I have to say I'm not, I'm not satisfied yet uh, with the, uh, 
um, with the uh, different proofs that really that they're really out there to um, co um, quantitatively prove um, the effects of purpose. I think we still need to work more on that. Yeah. What do you think is uh, missing the most? It's uh, when, when you look at the management. They're all they're, the classical management is all used on uh, on, on KPI figures. Um, I think um, it, it's really a set a set of reliable figures that that would show the benefit of purpose. But then again, I think purpose always, you know, if, if, if managers just use purpose as a business driver um, that they use in their in their in their weekly or monthly dashboards, um, I'm, I'm also convinced they wouldn't have understand purpose as such. I think purpose always has um, a lot of qualitative impact. And, and also quantitative impact. It should also be always be a mixture. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So one question that just came to my mind, if you could change one thing within our current economy to make it more purposeful, what would it be? That's a very difficult question. One thing. <laughs> I would question what is the, what is the true value of a company result? You know, starting that discussion today, it's still, it's still, with all the discussions that we that we already had, it's still so much focused around the profit that a, that a business can make. You know, a, a business is a good profit. Uh, it's a good business when it is a profitable business, and that is that is a big question I would would ask. Isn't it also? Isn't it also? Or isn't it even better if you have a sustainable business that? That uh, that's doing good for the community and the people working there, yeah. um, and and that can still be very successful. But not looking for maximum profit. I think this this um, discussion in our community still has to take place. It's still, you know, it is it is it is going on. It's an ongoing discussion. But again, many people haven't understood. And and if you look at the Handelsblatt, it's still the same figures and the same goals they're looking at yeah no, that's yeah you were you were also mentioning um in the beginning and i think this is something that is very important uh in within this topic as well that um it's important to also shift from a um, stakeholder economy to a more like shareholder economy and i think this would no, already it's the other way around the shareholders are the owners from a shareholder to a stakeholder Stakeholders yes, yeah. are the different, the different stakeholders that we can all have. Sorry, I said it the, the wrong way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens to me all the time, so I just want to clarify. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> this is what I mean. Yeah. From shareholder to stakeholder, this is what I wanted to say. <laughs> exactly. And I think we've got the basis now. We've got this business roundtable where we got all the big guys like, um, like Tim Cook from Apple or the, the, the CEO of Morgan Stanley. It's, it's really going across the industry, but... Um, I think the uh, the English say the proof is in the pudding. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure after COVID-19, many people, many companies will struggle with their business, and that it will be interesting um, how smart they are dealing with it. My my big hope, Sina, is really that um, the time that we have right now, the time right now, right now, is is a time of of reflection, and that they use that reflection of how can we do our business differently. How can we even be smarter and involve involve the whole power that we have of our people of the community to be a better company and not and not leaning back and saying okay let's go back into that treadmill and let's be even faster in that treadmill to 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 get back to our profitability um, in essence I think it's not black and white I think it will be a little bit treadmill but hopefully it will also be the understanding that things have changed, that there's going to be a new normal. Um, for example, that our working times, I think the nine to five jobs, this will be a saying that in 10 years, people will ask, what is nine to five job? Yeah. I think, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that's going to disappear because of home office work. You know, people have their kids and their kids sleep till nine o'clock, they might start working from six to nine and then take care of their kids for two hours and then, then work again. Things like that, you know, I think it will be a complete decoupling of the standard old standard working hours for example and learn from that and then and then 
using trust, trusting your people. And, and if they like to work at, at night and then start later in the morning, why not? You know, as long as we achieve our, um, you know, our common goals, it's fine. And they can even have their, their Zoom and, and participate in the, in, the, in the meeting from home. I think that there will be a much more acceptance for that. And, then, and that, that will create a new work environment. Um, which, which hopefully will be a, a more purposeful um, and more social environment that, that we can create. Yeah, yeah, I hope that as well. But I, I, I think it's we definitely got we are definitely moving into that direction. I think uh, within a couple of years from now, um, yeah, it will probably be more like that. And I, I would like to also talk about. Um, on how, like, if you imagine um, you're a startup or someone who wants to start a social business or like an impact business, and of course they're going to think about their business model. And can you share some some ideas or some strategies on how you can uh, implement purpose right from the beginning in the business model? I think it's even easier when you start a business um, to to implement that social that social idea in the in the, in the business model, it's it's always the way of of thinking that you need to start. Um, what what is what is really the, um, what what could be the reason of being for that company, the the license to play, the right to play for that company in the society, um, because that that is that is really the, um, the way of a sustainable business model as it as it should look like today. It's um, I mean for most for most of us it's really the the first look is is the idea that we have is that is there a niche for that idea a niche that can survive and um, and then and then this, but but then the, the, the same the, the same second the idea should be okay with that niche that I'm that I'm trying to to fill is is it also a need that needs to be filled in in our, in our society in our community and I'm I'm pretty sure with the with the history that we have in Germany and then. We have a very special history when it comes to businesses. We had a lot. We have a lot of small and medium-sized uh, businesses, and we also have a history of of uh, social businesses and then an acceptance of social businesses in Germany. Um, to have that idea and incorporate it in in, in in modern business models is something which is which is absolutely um, yeah, it's a necessity. And if 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 I would be a venture capitalist or a business angel or a banker. I would always look at what is the social impact of that of that new business, whether it's it's in the digital business or in the consulting business or or service business, wherever it is. Uh, it's 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 an integral part of of new business models. Full stop. Yeah, agree. And do you see purpose as like one? Um, area like one core area of a business model or do you see it more as part of every area within the business model so for example like areas like marketing or sales which are areas of uh, a business model do you see um, purpose in integrated within all those sub areas or do you see it as one core area within the business model I would definitely see it as a core area if you look at a house and and to me, when you when you start a business, it's like building a house. And, and when you build a house, you need to build a foundation. So it's really the foundation of the house where you where you, where you build on. Um, and that foundation, you really need to, to think very thoroughly and deeply about the impact you want to make, about the purpose of your company, and um, and and what it means to the world. And I'm absolutely convinced when you have that when you have that foundation, it will also be part of your strategy. But it's not part of the strategy; it's the reason for the strategy. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Makes absolutely sense. And can you also give some examples on like marketing and sales strategies? Maybe also um, practical examples from the businesses you, you work with on how they build uh, marketing and sales strategies based on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, when, when I look at marketing, the, um, the major examples that I'm thinking of is, is really in, in brand management. Um, when, when, you, when, you, when you start in about a, uh, to think about a sustainable uh, brand purpose, again, coming back to Patagonia, I, I mentioned that before, Patagonia, um, who claims that 
the, the best product is a product that is that is not bought um, from Patagonia, or a product that 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 that, that rests for a lifetime. They just they just come up, uh, up they just came up with a service where they uh, with a repair service. They have a shop in Berlin, for example, where you can hand in your used Patagonia clothes and they they will repair it. Um, or they even they even manufacture product um, which was uh, kind of like from you know from dumped Patagonia product and and and, and put put from from different products patches together to make a new T-shirt and stuff to create something sustainable. So brand management is certainly something um, that is that is very important in marketing um, to to include purpose aspects. I'm pretty sure that the new generations like uh, Generation Z or the millennials. That they that they expect from brands that they are impactful, that they are sustainable, and that that they play a, a good role in society. In in sales, it's it's also a different. To give you an example, it's a different approach. Um, sales, the the way I learned it classically was kind of like the the hard selling way. How can I how can I sell the uh, the unique selling points of my product to the clients, you know, the old the old sales approach of uh, the USPs, um, and and how I, I deal with them and the Einwand management. I don't know what the English word is. Um, that is totally um, um, that is totally changing now. It's um, I, w I would call it not the unique selling points. It's a unique purpose proposition. So what is what is the broader impact of your product? I, I would say most products. You know they they are they, they have become very similar. So what what is the value added that your service or your product gives to the client? And that is that is where the sales has to think about. It's more a holistical way of, you know, how can I be your partner to help your business thriving with my product and my my service and and not so much um, short term oriented in selling, um, you know. Um, impacting my monthly sales, but how can I build together with my customer their business and become in an, a partner on eye-to-eye -eye level? Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a more holistic approach and a more holistic view if you build the, your strategies based on purpose. And also, mm -hmm. like one area that I think is also um, very important or is also affected a lot by purpose is the topic of collaborations and partnerships. So at least... Oh, yeah. From, from my network and uh, my experiences, uh, the businesses that I know that are impact businesses, they are way more open to collaborate and they think more in, in uh, collaboration than in competition. And they even sometimes collaborate with uh, competitors because I think you, you connect on a different level because you can connect on this purpose level and you have mm -hmm. like the same vision or you go for the same mission. So it's easier to support each other. So how, how do you see this topic and what is your experience in that? I'm, I absolutely agree with you. It's a, it's a great commonality that, uh, that you share. It's like being amongst each other. Um, I know from you guys that, that you're really working with the B Corp. Yeah. B Corp certified organizations, um, and my experience is that they, that they're very open to work uh, and cooperate together, um, even co-create things, um, which is great. I think that is also an essence of purpose in in in, in uh, taking the bigger picture. Um, as a as a purpose company, I think you're also you're always also an architectural company in a way of building this this purpose architecture as a network and uh, and for example I'm, I'm 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 cooperating with a with a dutch company called goodup um that has a service um they they for example they they have an an, an online program a software created uh, where you can um, uh, where you can help companies that integrate purpose to deliver purpose projects to your employees because that is also one of the big challenges how can i get a people in a company more involved in the whole purpose idea and purpose process. And the best thing is to integrate them into projects, a voluntary project, where you can do external projects like, you know, cleaning, cleaning the river next door um, together with some, um, some other colleagues and neighbors and stuff, um, or internal projects where, where you sit together and think about diff different packaging 
ideas which are more sustainable, much, much easier recyclable and stuff. And they put that on a, on a common SharePoint, for example. And um, so I cooperate, cooperate with them because it's, it's also very helpful when you work with companies that want to integrate purpose to, to have other players like, like, like uh, GoodUp or maybe like you that, that could help with their expertise and bring that together. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So thank you very much for sharing all those insights and for giving so many examples and uh, so many advice around the whole topic of purpose. It was very, very valuable. And we always like to end our thank interviews you. with some fireball questions. So um, those are four short questions and you don't have to think uh, much. Just share with us the first thing that comes to your mind. And I would like to start with them now if you're ready for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first one is, do you have any quotes that you think of often or try to live your life by? Um, I think we have to skip that. Um, uh, right now, it's it just uh, erased, from, erased from my mind. So okay. we have to get to the next question. So. <laughs> no problem. Uh, second one, what book have you recommended or given as a gift the most? Um, very spontaneously, um, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Okay, cool. It's a Thank book you. that touched, touched me a lot. And yeah. yeah, I will put it in the show notes. And third question, if you could have one billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Think about your personal purpose today. Cool. And last question, what's your message for everyone listening to this? Um... Try to embrace the idea of purpose. Don't try to see it as a buzzword. Um, purpose is not something like agile, which uh, will come and go. Purpose has come to stay. And uh, um, I, everybody who is listening here, everybody who is involved in that idea, who, who can um, relate to that idea, I think it's, um, it's a disciple for for, for purpose and it needs a lot of people and uh, there's so much room to grow um, for the for the for the idea of purpose in the world and we, we have the opportunity to create a better world for all of us um, but it needs everyone and uh, everyone can make a, a difference so be patient but also be consistent and uh, be part of that whole movement yeah yeah absolutely thank you thank you very much so yes, so much welcome <laughs> for the people uh, that were listening to this episode and that would like to connect with you, uh, learn more about you, or maybe also um, be part of your LinkedIn group um, on purpose. Where can they find you? They can find me on, on LinkedIn. Frank Boomers is my name. Um, B-O-E-M-E-R-S or Boomers like B-E in German, M-E-R-S or mail at frankboomers.com. Yeah, I will also put this in the show notes. So for everyone who wants to reach out, um, you can find it in the show notes. And to you, Frank, um, again, thank you very much for being our interview guest today, for sharing all your knowledge and uh, your advice. Um, it was great and was super valuable. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. I hope you too. And Oh, absolutely. Great. Great questions, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and also to everyone who listened today, I hope you enjoyed it and you learned a lot. And I wish you an awesome day. Great. Thank you. Likewise. Take care. Hello boys, hello girls, hope that you enjoyed this episode, uh, Fernando here again, and just a couple of things before you take off. Now, the show notes, that's the first thing, you will be able to find it at forchangemakers.com slash podcast, that is the number four, changemakers.com slash podcast, <laughs> hope you understand. Now... If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please give us a five-star review and share it with your family, share it with your friends, uh, share it with your spouse, with your business partners, clients, etc. to whatever person you think it might be helpful and valuable. 
would be lovely also to see your comments and your thoughts on these episodes as well now uh last thing for change makers friday this is our weekly newsletter that we send out every single week guess what yes on friday this is a very short email from us uh, that is actually uh, something where we share the coolest things that we ponder or that we found over the week. This can include the favorite maybe movies that we discover, some interesting articles, some business tips, some blogs, some news, it can be books that we read, documentaries that we watch, a podcast maybe that we listen or some useful tools for you or for your business. It's just very short, it's a very tiny little piece of goodness before the weekend. If you would like to receive it, if you would enjoy to receive something like this, then you just need to go to forchangemakers.com and drop your email there and then you will get the very next one. That's really simple and easy. If you sign up, then I hope you enjoy it. So that's it for now. Wish you a great weekend. Bye bye.